0: Welcome to a special edition of Fake Ritual Ministries Investigates, eluding the Devil's Craft. As I'm speaking to you, I sit at a desk deep in the bowels of a maximum security prison in rural Illinois. It is now the permanent home slash hell of the man next to me, Ronnie James. Ronnie was once a promising young white student athlete, a star quarterback with an equally dazzling report card, a fun-loving child who grew up in a happy Christian home, a daddy's boy who one day dreamed of following in his father's footsteps by taking over the family Fortune 500 company upon his father's death. Now he sits in handcuffs a convicted murderer serving a life sentence at the age of only 17. How could this bright, popular young man be transformed in the blink of an eye into the Satan-worshipping murderer and probably pedophile that sits before me? Well, according to Ronnie, it wasn't him who was responsible for the grisly slaying of his entire family on Christmas Day in 1990. But actually, was the work of the Dark Lord himself. Since finding Christ behind bars, Ronnie has renounced his devilish ways and wants to help others by spreading his message in the hopes that they might not fall into the same fiendish trap. Ronnie, thanks for taking the time to speak with us.
1: Thanks, Carter. My lawyer says this interview could look really good for me if it's played during the televised coverage of my appeal hearings. So, I'm happy to be here. I'd also like to
0: welcome to the discussion, Mr. Adolfo Q. McMartin, renowned child therapist, chiropractor, and author of 136 books, including Satan's Childhood, The Pubescent Years, Television and the Adolescent Brain, aka Satan's Playground, and The Devil Worshipping Chairman. One man's tale of vindication and revenge against the California Board of Psychology which disbarred him, based on a true story. He's also Ronnie's personal therapist and mentor. He says that by subjecting Ronnie to long hours of a psychotherapeutic interrogation technique, which he described as waterboarding, but with holy water, he was able to uncover deep memories of Ronnie's past that even Ronnie himself could not remember. Now, Dr. McMartin. Is it true that many of today's teenagers have been exposed to the temptations
2: of Satan by our debauched popular culture? What you really need to ask me is, is it true that every single one of America's teens, and even many young children, are plotting this very night to sneak quietly into their parents' bedrooms wearing only their underwear and bash their brains in while they sleep with a sock full of gravel from the driveway? Yeah, yeah I guess that it is what I meant. Well the answer to your question is yes and the reality is probably much worse as I have a tendency to sugarcoat things. Wow, that certainly
0: is panic inducing. indeed. <laughs>
3: Greetings
4: all ye fakers, and welcome to Episode 8 of Fake Ritual the Podcast, your guide to pop culture and the occult. I'm your host, Lucas Slava. So we've been away for a little while, keeping silent in order to elevate voices besides our own. Make no mistake, Fake Ritual Incorporated stands with Black Lives Matter and any other organization that works to dismantle this world's fucked up control mechanisms. But we fakers must stay vigilant, and always align ourselves with true freedom, not some factory-made version that denies the voices of those it's crushed under its weight. Fakers unite! And check the link in the episode description for places to donate. Now, on to the business at hand. This country of ours has seen its fair share of moral panics. America seems to thrive on projecting its fears and hatred onto the less fortunate. And on today's show, I talk with my friend, Brandon Steyer, about one of the more recent witch hunts, the Satanic Panic. We play the part of experts and analyze the ins and outs of yet another fucked up page in United States history. Add it to the list, I suppose. Brandon and I dig deep into the infernal pits of our memories and extract demonic recollections of Satanic babies and heavy metal rock music. And as it turns out, Satan's pretty cool. So buckle up, and make sure you pack your Bible, your Satanic Bible, that is. Here is the conversation with my fiendish friend, Brandon Steyer. And I am sitting here with my good friend, Brandon Steyer.
3: Hi. How Hi. Are How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing good. Since you know. Making that unfortunate trip over to your house.
4: Yeah, poor Brandon didn't know we were. <laughs> yeah. Experiencing a, experiencing a pandemic.
3: And I, you know, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that there was a pandemic. Number one, I wish somebody would have told me. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. I didn't appreciate um, you just insinuating that it was because of my weed consumption. <laughs> and really, I really, you don't, you don't know the things that happened to me when I was a child that I'm just remembering right now.
4: That could be true, repressed memories. Well, anyways, that's a perfect segue to our topic today, the Satanic Panic. So from the late 1970s to the early 1990s, a wave of fear swept this nation. Belief in Satanic cults became an unquestioned certainty. Fueled by an irresponsible media, an unscrutinizing justice system, and the rise of Christian fundamentalism, this Satanic Panic ruined the lives of countless individuals those falsely accused of the ritualistic abuse of children how did this happen and that is for me and Brandon Ooh. two experts to that was answer. chilling just the recap of that <laughs> right that's a panic uh, according, yeah according to the satanic panic sometimes that's, all it takes is a convincing <laughs> <laughs> convincing
3: paragraph story yeah
4: <laughs> so we both grew up in this time born in the 80s uh what for you was it like growing up kind of with the looming fear of devil worshipers
3: it was you know i it was my only exposure to like fear of satan really as like a, a kid that grew up in a house that like wasn't very religious in any way okay um, were, my parents would say they were christian but like just to say that like we never went to church except for like like with a lowercase easter thing. or some shit you know you yeah know, yeah to church but yeah like but like my parents especially my mom was still like really scared of satan and like dev- devil worshipers and and i was too you know like just like breaking into abandoned buildings as a little kid and yeah. like seeing like some like older kids who had like just burned candles in there and like spray painted <laughs> like you're gonna die in a pentagram. Like that scared the shit out of me because I was so watching, sure that it was real. Watching these like Christian videos
4: we did for this show, I they showed so much graffiti and so much of it <laughs> was just so silly. There was one that that said go to hell. <laughs> like that's not that's scary. Not a spell. That's just, it's like, <laughs> my dad says that to <laughs> yeah. to like the drive-through attendant.
3: Yeah, it's it's amazing. And like, but so were your parents were afraid as well. Yeah, I mean, and like you know, like anyone else, they were just uh, stimulated by the news and like television at the time. I say devil worshippers because that's what we always said. that was the phrase when
4: we would sit around in my neighborhood and like try to make up spooky stories it would always be like the devil worshippers back there i hear there's devil worshippers over the train tracks like i hear i heard about devil worshippers down the street and i it really like even still has the power to sort of send a shiver up my spine yeah but i think even then i was a bit titillated by
3: oh yeah I mean I think everybody that it's kind of like that's like the thing about it is that like everyone is like kind of like wants to believe it and well, when you in get into way.
4: like the people making these claims and the people really like uh boosting the signal during this panic oh, yeah. you realize like they're almost getting some kind of like this weird satisfaction from like describing these horrible yeah. crimes
3: and as we or, you know, know like supposedly committed
4: on these children it's like this really it's feels a lot like like uh like the inquisition like like witch trials well oh yeah i mean there's so many you know
3: uh definitely there's like a sense of like wanting to believe in it definitely comparisons to like the inquisition definitely of course um the salem witch trials especially just like down to like when we talked about this you and me but like the the similarities of like the testimony of children being, like, the catalyst for the whole uh, panic, both in the Salem Witch Trials and in in a lot of these cases, you know, starting in the 80s.
4: Totally. It's like, all of a sudden, kids were worth listening to. Like, I love how can... Oh, how convenient. Like, it really... They were the last people that actually had a voice in this entire thing.
3: Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing. And we are
4: definitely going to be getting into that. It's probably
3: just a good
4: place to segue into, like, trying to figure out how this even started. Because, every you know, people that know about the Satanic Panic have a general idea, but it is interesting to sort of break it down. And it does all start with that 60s, that goddamn 60s counterculture. Oh, all these, Woof. you know, people sort of turning away from the, those squares at the church, you know, and embracing all these different... Oh, yeah. Uh different ways of thinking and they kind of in a way especially to conservative america it all came home to roost with those manson family murders oh yeah
3: and i mean just like yeah that was just such a clear like everything they've been saying about the hippies was true was true yes
4: that, I never even thought about it that way and I'm it sure you know like I of that, in that too.
3: I'm sure you like loved the idea of like making it seem like because I mean like uh, you know they were trying to start a race war but I'm sure he wouldn't have minded the idea of like uh, society becoming even more polarized between squares and hippies also was, oh like, totally but also actions. that dude was so
4: fucking in- institutionalized he <laughs> yeah. really couldn't even fathom how big the world actually was like he was living in his his own little prison dreams mm-hmm. of fame and mayhem
3: but you know i think he realized the power that uh embracing you know helter skelter and this like occult imagery to put over you know, whatever, just regular sadistic behavior you have. I think you realize like there was even more power in that than.
4: Yeah, it that. speaks to like a I don't know, a cultism at large in that, and what is my belief that, uh, in a ca- you know, chaos magic belief as it were. That belief is a tool, and you really see that evident with Oof. the uh, Manson murders. How he was able to shape this like. Longing for spirituality in these people without any sort of institution to really like tell them, right? You know, how to be less of a murderous asshole, just like <laughs> a regular asshole, oh, yeah. you
3: know. <laughs> and you know, like, I mean, like, you know, a million things have been written about those murders, and but like they were, they were just they were really grotesque and they really left an, uh, a mark on,
4: yeah, in the Hollywood minds. angle.
3: Was another angle, aspect. For sure. yeah, That's where
4: course. you start to get this notion of like maybe there's this inner circle. Of also, they killed satanic, a pregnant woman. There's like you know,
3: there's always something you know going on with that too. You know, just like the fact that a woman was killed who was pregnant.
4: Yes, like and
3: whole,
4: yeah, which uh, yeah, it just left a mark and definitely planted in people's minds this idea of. Ritual murder.
3: Mm-hmm. And then coming
4: out of that too, you goddamn got Anton LaVey founding the Church of Satan. They yeah. didn't like that. No. <laughs> they I didn't sure like didn't. that at all. And that was its own, uh, its own reaction to the hippie movie. And they but were founded in San
3: Francisco of, too, right? So, I mean, that's just... Yeah. Just so much easier oh, to lump ah, them in with the wow. fucking hippies, you know?
4: It is. He's like, <laughs> uh, it's like, it had when that. will the the armchair conspiracy theorists just take a fucking break you know like don't you know think you know uh don't listen to them listen to me you know don't listen to that
3: uh well you know watch this video. something that yeah exactly yeah i Research know skills I know on. this yeah but one thing that's like a like amazing about and like very similar to like any kind of conspiracy and this like uh terror around Uh, Satanic ritual abuse Which is like What we're Referring to What we're ultimately Getting to Which they literally Just started calling Like what Like sadistic ritual abuse They had so many And then just Ritual abuse Like because it became As it, it Like Gripped the nation It slowly became Like secularized From what I understand Like
4: Definitely But that was still Like this is a Also a good time To bring in That True rise of the religious right, the, you know, politicization, politi-
3: politic, I won't be able to say it, but I'll keep it in. Polit- p- politicization.
4: Politicization.
3: It's cool. Like you can make yourself uh, uh, like just the same way that you're just, I'm just saying a bunch of scrambled random words and you mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. editing it so that it sounds like I'm almost speaking coherent sentences. You can just I'll do keep that my politicization yourself. in though. Yeah.
4: Because I'm a masochist. Ooh, that's perfect. But a good uh, And
3: sadist. So, Mass Made in Heaven.
4: Oh, there we go. That's why this is working. Uh, but you get, even in politics, I guess, is where the term moral majority comes from. Right. Uh, the idea Jimmy that Carter, there's been this,
3: like, just silent majority of people who've been putting up with these hippies yeah, that, controlling mm-hmm. the culture for the past decade.
4: It, it seemed that the. I grew up very evangelical Christian I know this group of people not to say that they're entirely a monolith but there Mm -hmm. is some trends especially when it comes to politics and I would grow up uh, you know probably it would have been in the late 90s but I was still going to uh, going to retreats going to things you know these big stadiums filled with people praise and worship music and it's big big, it's huge production yeah uh but these were more even like retreats these were these were at stadiums these were like teen oriented right right and it was it was still they weren't necessarily uh full-fledged satanic panic but there was definitely an edge of like you are the army of god and you need to get (laughs) out there and like make actual real world change with your beliefs and I guess I half bought into it because I was a believer, but I was more concerned with like a personal, you know, internal experience with the divine. And I think that eventually caught up to me. But yeah, this goddamn moral majority, they really, uh, they really bungled things.
3: (laughs) And, and, you know, like the, just like they bungled it, I kind of bungled what I was trying to say before about like it politically, but, uh, definitely there was, if, if you look at like kind of chronologically the like different moral panics that happen yes. right around another one right in the 70s was there was a moral panic about crime so there was the war on crime mm, and everything the right. war on drugs these things kind of like it's just like this like full-on moral war sort of like well, kicked I, in. definitely mostly you know like sociologists could speak to it better than us about like some kind of reaction to uh uh Counterculture and and what yeah, like totally. the lottery showed in like movies like The Exorcist and like and uh, and what have you, <laughs> Easy Rider. Yeah. Even though Easy Rider, I think, is the moral of that like uh, rednecks win like always. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Bikers suck. Yeah. Uh,
4: also, I heard in my research in my research, uh, I've heard it best put that after world war ii and then korea and then vietnam uh people were trying to they were reckoning with like the nature of evil because world war ii was sort of the right. last time it was so clear-cut mm-hmm. it was so like was, we know who the guys are
3: yeah
4: it was easy and then the subsequent and uh and then the subsequent Situations, we started to kind of question that, and there really wasn't these clear cut lines. And I do Korea got a lot think of that of that could have put people in a position where they, whoever got to the mic first, <laughs> in a sense, like and commented on what, why evil shit happens in the world, kind of like they, people were just like, okay, yep, and that's how it seemed to be with this. They were just like, you know what? We'll take your word for it, because yeah, it's kind of how problems. I feel about conspiracy theory in general, especially lazy conspiracy theory, where okay. they just don't believe one thing just to so easily believe another without ever really uh, trying to scrutinize.
3: Well, one thing I meant to mention about conspiracy theories earlier that I got sidetracked, of course, by, but, like, is there's the the idea of, um, and we'll, we'll get into, like, the Q&A, thing later which is like just a, you know another extension of this in my opinion but uh, mm-hmm. there's uh, like an adherence to the idea that there are no coincidences and you really see that ever in, in yeah, like well like they don't really say that much they don't always say ever but like they just no coincidences or they'll like sign off online and chat rooms about like with no coincidences and then it goes oh. back way before you know it's it's been in conspiracy theory a long time. The idea that yeah. everything is like connected, and 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 like when you have that sort of mindset, you you really do find the answers you're looking for always. And that's kind of what yeah, we confirmation see. Confirmation bias yeah, machine. That's what we see happening here, for sure.
0: you weren't always the aggressive, occult-obsessed teenager responsible for heinous acts of violence. You were once an all-star athlete and popular high school bully,
1: isn't that right? Yeah, I was captain of the football team. MVP four years in a row. I worked my butt off and I took a lot of hard, hard hits to the head. And it's not only because I wanted to win, or because I wanted to be the best. Sure, those things are nice and all what I really wanted, more than anything in the world, was to hurt people. I wanted to see their blood and make them cry out in agony.
2: Hmm. I was at your game against LaVey Central last year. You showed great hustle out there, son. Hell of a game.
1: Thank you, sir. Coach always said, no pain, no gain, and I really took it to heart. That is, at least, up until I met Satan.
0: What made you end your athletic career? Some say you had a shot at making the NFL.
1: I'm glad you asked that, Carter. This is the perfect way for me to publicize my narrative. In the fourth quarter of the state championship game against Mercy Christ Catholic, on a totally bogus call, the referee, who I now suspect was already an occultist under the control of Satan, disqualified me simply because I tackled the other team's running back and then gouged out his eyes with my thumbs. So when I took off my helmet and broke the ref's jaw with it, I inadvertently sprained a knuckle on my throwing hand, and as a result, I could no longer throw a perfect spiral. Oh, dear lord! Tell me about it. While I was recovering from my injuries under house arrest, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons with some dweebs I used to cheat off, for, I mean, some of my friends down the street, and they pretty much began my obsession with violence and the occult. After that, I knew.
4: <laughs> so, we got kind of the political angle of it but so there it is. is a big old a big old media angle sure is that's so oh, that's shit. the
3: juicy part that's the it real is the
4: juicy shit and it really comes down to we got to explain and we got to try to explain mm-hmm. satanic ritual abuse we mentioned it a little bit earlier right. to kind of tease the audience but uh what the fuck was <laughs> satanic ritual abuse and how did the media get them all worked up into a frenzy about this
3: they, it seemed to be that they you know they sort of ...attributed pretty much every negative thing that your child or any teenager could do uh, to satanic ritual abuse. And well, yeah, and it, ch- Like, it suicide, drug abuse, all of it was, like, sort of lumped in to that, under that umbrella, basically.
4: Yeah, an easy way to stay, understand a, a very complicated, nuanced situation... And that's sort of where Michelle Remembers comes in.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh.
4: Uh that, Oh, yeah. The book that came out in 1980, it was written by psychiatrist Lawrence Pazder and his former patient... Current wife. Current wife, <laughs> Michelle Smith, and her claims of, uh, you know, he unlocked these repressed memories in her mind. Right. And this was taken as fact. This became sort of the pastor became a expert on ritual abuse like that yep so and you know
3: in the subsequent like kickoff of these all these uh what do they call them like the the preschool or like child care like cases there's a there's a specific word for that. yeah yeah but, like, the child care and the pre yeah but all these like cases where people ended up doing real hard time for these bogus claims
4: Oh my god A lot of these
3: like Therapists that were involved Became sort of like The The it people In their field of
4: And this book Was required reading For their Quote unquote (laughs) Training courses Yeah
3: Where they basically Like inception style uh, Put Thoughts into Children's minds
4: Pretty much Uh, So Yeah People took this And fucking ran With it. They This is just a Theme of the media Throughout this Entire panic is a complete and utter lack of scrutiny not even just mere sensationalism this isn't like the yellow journalism of, you know the beginning of the 20th century this is just pure laziness they just let
3: a in a lot of cases outrageous
4: story i think dropping their lap you and, know
3: i think in the case of uh, at least the police early on the the police investigators who really bought into this stuff i think they definitely that has to be an accusation of laziness there, I think for the media, though, you can't imagine that they didn't see dollar signs immediately on this one. You're right, this was the
4: beginnings of... Uh, <laughs> so who knows
3: what they really believed or did in. Uh, totally,
4: this was the beginnings of that confusion of, <laughs> of entertainment and news. And, and fake nudes. news, this was fake news, news, man. This was Stuff like 60 Minutes, 2020, NBC Dateline. They... You know, appeared to be. What did you call them? News magazines. Yeah, news magazines. They're called. Yeah, I covered this last on last episode with on Unsolved Mysteries with Erica Adamson. Be sure to check it out where you get your podcasts. Do it. I we were talking about NBC Dateline, and NBC made Unsolved Mysteries put a disclaimer at the beginning of their show saying this is not a news broadcast. (laughs) NBC Dateline did not have a disclaimer. 2020 does not have a disclaimer. 60 Minutes does not have a disclaimer. In my opinion, they all should have disclaimers because they are not yeah. news. They're a big part of this panic and of the current situation where big swaths of people are very bad at discerning between opinion and fact. Objective, Do your subjective. research. They always were focusing on. This was another time we we're kind of coming out of a serial killer era. You got Charles Manson, but you also got these other serial killers that Real are really kills. having a satanic leaning. Son of Sam in the 70s, claiming right. to have been told to kill by, by his dog. a neighbor's. Yeah, neighbor a friend. end right, up being total bullshit it, that he was just kind of using that to. Yeah, he didn't. He admit asshole.
3: didn't he admit that yes. he was just trying? He, I mean, I think he was trying to plead insanity or something. Then
4: like he, yes, and then he converted to Christianity, like right. So did fucking Ted Bundy, because
3: so did I know, it's, these, the last,
4: it's a final fuck you, so that they can not only do so this a terrible thing, exactly. but can also also feel like they've uh, been, you know, abs- absolved. Mm. And then you also got. Uh, Richard Ramirez in the
1: 80s. The Night Stalker. That really,
4: like, the Night Stalker always cool flashing name. the Such pentagram cool on his hand. Such a cool name. Such a cool name, but, like, as someone that has dabbled in Satanism, what a fucking lame-ass Satanist. Was he a, did he ever even Satan.
3: say he was a Satanist, though? Yeah, I mean, okay, he would flash he would, that oh, pentagram on his okay. hand. Okay. Remember
4: that picture of him? I thought it was
3: just just because he was wearing that ACDC hat.
4: No, but that was, yeah, that's, uh, they have a song called Night Stalker, mm. uh, or it might be it might be a slight uh, change of it because uh, I believe Ramirez coined his own name. He might have <laughs> wrote a letter to the newspaper and be like, "Call me this." Seemed like, like, okay. Seem like the type. But yeah, uh, they're definitely trumping that stuff up. And then, how could you know? Like we were saying, you get bad
3: guy, the Night Stalker. I just want to put that out. Oh there. yeah, bad guy. I know bad, I said, yeah, I know I said his name was to, cool, but.
4: Yeah, that's not, a good that's not an endorsement.
3: pro no. night soccer.
4: Yeah, that dude died a while ago. Good. But I think in 2007 of natural causes, oh. isn't that? Oh, great. Hey, that's... Uh,
3: hey.
4: But then you also get... Uh, have you ever heard of the Adolfo Costanzo case? And the, oh. Or the cult that he... He was a drug dealer in Mexico oh, as well as a did, cult leader oh, yeah, and UCLA. a black magician. Right. Uh, this This story got a lot of coverage... When a, of course, he had killed all people in Mexico. But as soon as, he, as soon as he killed an American out on spring break,
3: <laughs> blew up. Uh-huh. But well, people found, die in Mexico all the time I guess.
4: Yeah, but this one is wild. When you find the pictures, the dude had this cauldron <laughs> that was like filled with human skulls, and like he was a legit like using black magic to facilitate his drug. Empire ended up dying in a shootout with police in like a it's a gnarly story using real
3: guns not magic guns yes using real guns yeah
4: yeah yeah motherfucking lame Mm -hmm. but this sort of set the ground for this huge panic that that did not go without victims but they were never the victims of satanic ritual abuse they were the victims of uh, sensational media and a lazy justice system and and I definitely we we talked a little bit about that McMartin preschool case Uh where kind of the the false testimony of of children being coerced into kind of
3: pretty uh, much like just like the perfect uh follow up to Michelle remembers uh totally it was in 83 the book came out in 1980
4: and then in 1983 the children enough people would have read it by then uh but that, the McMartin preschool thing is so fucked when you, especially when you hear the claims
3: that the kids were oh, making. All, pretty much, I mean, Lucas, if you, I mean, any, there's so many that I actually haven't even had a chance to look but into But i at least, lazy, but they. Do you remember
4: any of the McMartin claims? Yes. Uh,
3: let's, one of them, wasn't one of them that they, they killed their rabbits, the kids' rabbits?
4: I think, yeah, there was like witnessing Constantly. of blood sacrifices. They claimed to have taken rides in hot air balloons, Ooh. they claimed that oh there was an intricate tunnel system under the school, which there wasn't, <laughs> and the number one one that really blows my mind is they claimed that kids were being flushed down the toilets Ooh. in order to reach these underground tunnels. Mm-hmm. Children were being flushed down toilets. <laughs> Have you ever seen the toilets in, like, an elementary school? Have you ever school?
3: seen the toilets in that building, that particular building?
4: That's true. Maybe there... Can you imagine the toilet it would require <laughs> to fit a child Well, like, I don't know if you've seen... That would terrify
3: me. I don't know if you uh, saw <laughs> Mr. McMartin, but uh, a large man. Yeah. <laughs> Giant asshole. And it was... It, it was the, the accusations were mainly against the grandson of, like, the school founder
4: uh yeah he's the one the, that kind of had a school. fight at the
3: longest yeah it's so
4: fucked up these the people longest
3: were... uh at the time the longest uh the most expensive the most expensive case in american history and, They're then, in and California then they just history. dropped the charges oh
4: classic <laughs> they did that with the uh west memphis three as well yeah it's these three teenagers that were accused of murdering two boys uh fuck i can't remember where Uh, Oh duh West Memphis wow
3: (laughs) we're leaving that I thought maybe that was like a thing like uh, a little joke I thought that that was a joke I thought it was a good one (laughs) I'm
4: funniest one ever I'm done but yeah uh, these three teenagers just very easily sentenced to life in prison oh so easy slash death row because of this frenzy people just couldn't Get out of that logic loop of, like, when the devil's trying to deceive you, you don't want to change your mind. Oh, yeah. You know, you have to believe that you are on the righteous path. And if you second-guess it, I mean, I growing up, there was a degree in my church, in the churches I went to, of, like, they, they never fostered doubt. They always wanted to crush it. They didn't want too many questions.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, that that goes you know without saying it seems in this case I mean it's like or in all of these cases there is just uh, again like to touch on like there's almost like uh, a need to for this to be true uh,
0: yes. no matter that's, what no matter how your...
3: little physical evidence there is uh, and like all of this stuff is all based on you know uh, hearsay like witness testimony you yeah know, there's I, no
4: it really is that desire to explain evil in a very simple way and not to mention that these fears were definitely and this is not there's a fine line between saying that fiction causes people to do things
3: mm-hmm. And, and whether people's fiction, actions cause fiction, I mean, it's it's both. Yeah, problems.
4: but there is something to be said of the string of horror movies, largely from the '70s, that sort of they they pray they they got people scared. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think horror They're movies scary. can horror movies. Yeah, it's just they don't usually elicit the actions you would imagine, uh, and definitely, segueing into pop culture and the. Big influence it had on this entire scare. You gotta talk about The Exorcist. Right. I really, Proceeding. growing up, my mother, she won't even. You mentioned the, the, name of the film, and she will, always tell you that she doesn't like that movie, and it is way too scary. And her Christian ass now knows it's real.
3: Yeah, uh, there. I mean, like that's one thing. The uh, just to touch on, like especially for people who. Are uh, uh, very religious. I think that movie oh, really holds a place God. in their mind that, like to them, it's almost real. And like, to, so the uh, the uh, William Friedkin, uh, who made The Exorcist, who wrote it and stuff. He there. I listened to an interview with him once where he was talking about uh, the movie that he made after The Exorcist called The Sorcerer, which really oh. you know isn't uh, scary. In that it's like sense. A fantasy at all, or something? It's not really a fantasy. Either. I don't really understand uh, exactly. What a who waste the sorcerer of a cool is. cool name for a movie. Oh, it's, it's a great Lucas, watch The Sorcerer. It's oh, it scary. is? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Great movie. Cool. Uh, it's scary in its own way. I mean, uh, you could find out for yourself who the sorcerer is. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's intrigued. A supernatural than the axis. And, and he went. Uh, I mean, I I forget, it takes place in like South or Central America, and they also filmed on location like in Mexico and like Central America, and I think maybe some islands in the Caribbean, I'm not, I can't remember. But a lot of places where people are like uh, majority Catholic, and going down there to film in these like sort of like uh, you know like not in the major cities like in mexico or you know in guatemala and, and all this i can't remember where it was like there, are clearly i'm not an expert on central America or this movie <laughs> we are experts we are, we are experts. as much
4: of an expert as the <laughs> i mean i am an expert these fucking court cases had yeah you're right
3: <laughs> you're right about that
4: just so, all you got to do is put the, the quotes you know like right. as in i'm just saying it
3: right i'm just saying yeah i am saying it to I'm me to myself i'm an expert But Freakin said that you know, like people down there, they hated him. They thought he was like the actual devil for making because of The Exorcist. Yeah. So I mean. Whoa. uh, (sighs) Talk about not being a type.
4: People are always talking. What this really brings home for me: people are always talking about kids' inability to separate fantasy from fiction, and they're always citing it for. Yeah, yeah they're, they always cite it to explain, like, why kids do bad shit, and it's such a cop-out because it's so simple. It, it's way bigger than that, but this is where you really see, like, oh, no, that's adults that do that. Like, <laughs> they really struggle with that. Kids don't, you know,
3: they don't know better. But, I mean, kids, uh, Adults you know, do. one thing that adults should know is that kids are stupid, but apparently <laughs> yeah. they don't, and they <laughs> yeah. just believe them. Uh, when they make accusations to send people to uh, life sentences in jail, well, even
4: that was yeah. The, when you hear uh, yeah, just how they coerced them, it was like, well, at a certain point, they just had to give any answer.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, you in see that you know, you see that just in a lot of move on. But back to,
4: back yeah, to The, the exorcist. exorcist, yeah, yeah, this one too. It's funny how it. My mom, you can't mention Ouija boards to my mom either. And I think it's from this movie. This movie made what was otherwise a party game into a fucking conduit to the hellscape.
3: You know, the most interesting thing about it, you know, I think is, like, I didn't find it very scary. You don't find the exorcist very scary? I'm scared of it, yeah. I'm really tough and brave.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Didn't shake me at all. Yeah, I mean,.
4: I'm. I'm. When I watch horror movies, I try to get scared.
3: Oh yeah, no. Me that too. means I, I got to squint lying, my
4: eyes or no, like, like put my head between my legs so I half pass out.
3: You know? Yeah, I'd like to choke so myself yeah. so that I'm like semi-conscious so that I actually believe it's real.
4: Yeah, yeah. Have so, like some almost sort of, choke
3: uh, myself out and then.
4: But yeah, you got also you know you got Rosemary's Baby, you got The Omen.
3: Yeah.
4: Shit like that. Rosemary's Baby. Great let's...
3: movies. Is that predate the exit? That's before it the X. Ex- it does ex-
4: predate. It's ex- from sixty yeah. eight. It was so. definitely coming in right on the heels of that. So yeah, I mean, it's like Sharon Tate was murdered mm-hmm. a year after. <laughs> like that's really what kind of adds <laughs> that in Rosemary's Babies ties right. to Roman Polanski, right? And then Sharon Tate and Manson the Manson murders, baby thing, and then his subsequent like fucking uh, statutory rape you know like being a total fucking creep and <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: what seems to be like a very right it just all ties into this immoral, at the very least. yeah
3: the story of immorality
4: exactly it gives it colors it uh absolutely god damn if these movies ain't good like i love <laughs> oh, yeah. being a satanic
3: scare totally. movie they're
4: kind of my favorite horror movies you yeah. add that
3: they're they're the ones that give you like the little chill in the back of your neck you know a little, uh, yeah, I think it's maybe from growing it's up. It's like in this the time. ominous nature, the slow pacing. Uh, yeah, that's true. That was a, it. Was a good
4: era for that as well. That slow burn horror. And you know,
3: before the we one... before we like really move away from the exorcist, I do want to mention, uh, in referring to a conversation that we were having the other night with with Meg, we she mentioned uh, like exorcist and the omen. And a lot of these movies where there's a satanic child or demonic possession, a, a main theme is uh, a single working mom. Totally. Which, once again, is like sort of the antithesis to the, the, the moral majority. Uh, yeah, it was kind of preyed on that fear as well. Nuclear family.
4: Yep. Yeah, trying to save that nuclear family. If you're, totally.
3: if, you're if your dad's not in the picture, who's going to stop your family from being taken over by Satan yeah if
4: you don't got a dad the devil's your dad and I'm like well uh, <laughs> alright
3: I mean if only probably a better musical taste
4: yeah than and my dad. Uh, I mean Satan is my daddy but that's a whole
3: right that's a that's a yeah It's another episode
0: So, Ronnie mentioned Dungeons & Dragons, which for teen is a direct gateway into the world of Satan and the occult. Heroic organizations like Toad are raising awareness about this game's dangers. So, Dr. Adolfo Q. McMartin, are you ticked
2: off about Dungeons & Dragons? I am quite ticked off about Dungeons & Dragons, and about a whole lot else. You see, many parents of today's young people don't realize that their children might be especially susceptible to the evil temptations of Lucifer. My team of researchers has identified several of the key demographics of teens most at risk. Those are as follows. Children from broken homes. Children with happy home lives. Teens. Tweens. High school dropouts, members of the honor roll, red-headed stepchildren, regular stepchildren, rascals, little rascals, children who like candy, children whose name includes the letter S, children of the grave, children of the sea, children whose parents just don't understand, children who listen to music children who bite their fingernails, overweight children, underweight children, weightless children, even alien-human hybrids, and the list goes on and on. Wow,
0: I'm shocked, downright appalled, thank God for the Bible, it sounds like something straight from a children's story, but there's no way that could be made up.
4: So movies. Movies, they fucked people up. They got them all primed. They got them all scared because they're all a bunch of dumb babies. But you know what else got them scared? Heavy metal rock music.
3: It really, really did. They didn't know what to do they with it. They didn't
4: know what to do with it. That uh, Geraldo Rivera, uh, you know, the Satan's Underground, that special he ran in like 88, this one it Interview. was a big deal that and his i feel like he's best known for that and for his boring ass reveal
3: of al capone's vault of al capone's bunker <laughs> yeah. which you know
4: what well, the fuck al- did that just did th- Rivera sucks uh but yeah he has ozzy on this special and ozzy is just like per- it's so perfect just Ozzy be like i, I don't know they're <laughs> like what, what do you think of all these suicides that are happening <laughs> with these kids listening to their music and he's like
3: well, I, I don't know. I I, I listen to uh,
4: <laughs> like <laughs> they knew they're like right, we yeah, get Ozzy yeah. on where we win. Oh, like
3: we're gonna he, we're gonna win. Yeah.
4: <laughs> like you,
3: he's gonna agree. They to didn't want Alice Cooper on there. there.
4: Alice Cooper. No no no. Alice Cooper no, could yeah. talk. They don't want Rob Halford on there because
3: no no they don't want somebody on there talking. They want somebody who's like blasted their mind. You get Dio on there and, and, like, and you're. I mean Ozzy. You're gonna
4: be converting people to fucking Wicca.
3: Exactly. They got to get the dumbest one, and they got Ozzy, who's, like, also, like, maybe the most famous definitely. one. Also, he's the one that bit I, the bat. Oh, I love that fucking Which, What story. could be more Satanic? But what, it was
4: like, he didn't, they threw it on stage. <laughs> he didn't, he, he thought thought it was fake. Fake. He
3: says he yeah. thought it was fake. He, he probably, probably wasn't
4: think thinking. It was it's just, you're on stage, and you're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> like, you at least aren't, like, this is definitely real, and I'm putting a real bat in my mouth, but that yeah. would be a it's moment. Probably, he probably wasn't Can on you drugs? imagine that moment of, like, I'm gonna bite it.
3: Realizing oh, you have. Do <laughs> you
4: remember that story about the chicken that got thrown on Alice? I think it was a pigeon. Or a pigeon,
3: but. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, Alice Cooper was yeah, the he chicken. Threw, he, he ripped a, a chicken well, to shreds. Threw,
4: they threw it on the stage. He threw oh, right. it back. He threw in. it back.
3: The crowd ripped it to shreds. Would,
4: can you imagine? That's a sight from the stage. That's when you want to be on stage. My God. Uh,
3: <laughs> That's why people get into rock and roll. For real. Or Super, uh, kind of if you're Ronnie James Dio
4: You get to rock and roll Cause it's your fucking destiny Cause you read it in the stars <laughs> <laughs> I was just jamming some Dio Is today he a Christian?
3: Is he a Christian? Dio?
4: No I was think he, he was like a pagan I honestly think he okay. was him And uh, I have on this cool. list as well King Diamond Who's a self-proclaimed Satanist I think it's Alice Cooper that's a Christian He became Christian
3: wrote a book about oh, golf. I, well, I know he's like at least like a
4: but oh, I was oh, jamming I, Dio today with uh, Erica who you can see on last week's episode on Unsolved Mysteries check it out where podcasts uh-huh. can be found
0: I'm trying
4: to get better at that uh, I was it, just listening was to really Dio good. and just being like this is what they thought was delivering satanic messages to children right
3: <laughs> it's the goofiest most like theatrical and shit and it's sometimes right. like
4: kind of like beautiful he talks about like That's starscapes thing, like, and rainbows and and like he's just such a little witch he's not even a like back then they conflated it all a cult cult satanic exactly
3: yeah again devil
4: worshiper it was all the same but i'm like it all came correct
3: he had a grateful set he's just
4: got dynamic range and just like motherfucking rob alfred judas priest
3: and the thing that's just so dumb, like these these fucking idiots trying to figure out, you know, metal music and why they're, so, like, the real issue is like, so, like metal music as opposed to like punk was like real popular with suburban yes, kids, yes, and like they're like expressing their like angst and anger over living in like our crazy yeah, and society. also dealing, and our parents are like,
1: what the fuck? What? Well, this idea and,
4: that like. You listen to music that is, is about suicide, and then you commit suicide. Like, no, you're probably listening right. to. You might yeah. commit suicide but it's not because that music. Yeah. That music might have saved you a couple. The music's probably
3: helping you. Yeah. it's probably like, other people word, are word, listening word. to this, and they know what that's yeah, and you're about. Like, All right,
4: I'll, wow, I'll keep trying. You know.
3: Also, the the other fucking the fucking like stupidity of these people. Like, you you hear like uh, in in one of these interviews I watched with these like truly batshit fellas like he's talking about how like uh oh you know freddy krueger is like the hero like nightmare on elm street like freddy krueger is like the hero of that movie and like jason like and like all these like uh, michael myers ah, yeah. is like the hero of, of halloween like no he's fucking not the well hero. i ca- like,
4: i honestly <laughs> i think i might have to agree with them because i watched those <laughs> movies for those killers
3: well, yeah, but like, they're but they're not.
4: missing the. They're saying hero. It's like no, he's You're still not the antagonist. To them. He is not.
3: You're still scared and also of Also, the movie isn't they're positioning him them.
4: as the hero. The movie is clearly signaling to you that these <laughs> these uh, creatures, these be beings, are evil. <laughs> you know, it's never like oh, this is a you know a Jason movie where it's like yeah, he just kills a bunch of teens and it's like. Uh, very sweet and yeah, fun. the
3: one thing I will like Jason, maybe you know, it's a little bit sympathetic towards Jason because that's yeah, true. You know, that's true. You know, but like Freddy Krueger, like no, child molester, like,
4: fuck him. Uh, yeah, child yeah.
3: molester and and then a child murderer. Like I don't think like really he's like that. Kids were like, I want to be just like Freddy. So yeah, they were fucking scared of Freddy Krueger. God damn it! God damn these
4: people. Oh well, yeah, I and mean. speaking <laughs> of, goddamn can't separate fact from fiction that was all you heard about the big deal during the satanic panic one game to rule them all dungeons and dragons Ooh. they were scared shitless of this nerdy game which i just played today
3: you just you just I just played today i love
4: dungeons and dragons i was told to be afraid of it growing up christian when you play it you play it once and it's like huh it's even sillier than thinking Dio is evil it's like right it's such nonsense
3: uh this and like these like one like this uh interview with this guy that killed his uh Sean Sellers this guy who killed uh some seems like just some random person that was a clerk at a a store of some I forget. And he also killed his, both his parents.
4: He's just a murderer. Um, he's just a while piece they were shit murderer. Why am he's I just a fucking murderer?
3: But he's in this, like, fucking interview with these quacks, and he's, like, talking about how, you know, like, one, he doesn't know any other people who are into the occult and Satan worshiping who aren't also into rock and roll. <laughs> and. Hell uh,
4: yeah.
3: The. <laughs> And in this interview, they just keep hitting on the fact that he used to be like a star football player <laughs> yeah. and like a good athlete. And Ow, like cool. we were talking about this before, just the the idea that like yeah, this kid that you brought up to so, like just twenty four seven be thinking about just like crushing and also not think for himself. And, like,
4: You're like no, yeah, no 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 no, not no, no like, you for run himself. You take ball and you run.
3: He thinks about violence of all the time. Well, so he was probably uh, you know you know throws kids into trash cans and stuff in the hallway. Those kids were the fucking real evil that I witnessed when I was in high school. I was on the football well, that's, team. Yeah,
4: that's what they for say. A few it's years. like with,
3: it was they were It's evil. like with Columbine.
4: They tried to put this fucking like uh, this nerd narrative, but it's like no, Eric Harris was okay. a bully. Those kids were he was aggressive. A fucking, yeah. Like Andy was popular. And I knew people yeah. like him where you like, you are popular and you're definitely psychotic. Like, you're definitely a dangerous individual <laughs> yeah, that I would not absolutely. want to be in a room with. Like, it's the, the the quiet, you know, it's like, I feel like they're, like, nerds are but tend to be a little more the, depressive than, uh, than right. outwardly violent, but, you I mean, this whole thing comes down to, like, you don't even want to paint with broad swaths. I might have to check you on the job oh, no. comment, because I'm like, well, you know. Oh,
3: I'm just, all I'm saying is just the the fact that they kept yeah. commenting. <laughs> like, is if that's now. some sort of... Uh, uh, just like, how could this football like, player oh like, become a Satanist? It must have been because of when he took up Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, yeah I'm sure he was a <laughs> like, real fun like, to play with, too. That's where he got his aggressive tendencies, is from, like, just came from playing Dungeons and Dragons uh, that's all I, I, I meant for Word. That. it's just a very funny uh kind of like uh it's just a bit ridiculous yeah. the idea that you know uh it could happen and and you know we're, well we're
4: ta- we're coming out of Dungeons and Dragons we're, talking about we're gonna I'll, I'll, here I'll let me let Dungeons me,
3: and Dragons you gotta talk about Dungeons
4: well, and Dragons well you know talk, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons here uh But also, this is just kind of uh, Dungeons and Dragons is indicative of kind of the whole approach to this thing, where it was like the a lack of understanding. Like you know how when your parents say something you like, and somehow even them pronouncing it sounds wrong. Like they just my (laughs) dad used to say the Ramones, and it always sounded wrong. It's the simplest name. It
3: sounded like he was saying the Ramones. (laughs) Yeah, just
4: how he would emphasize the syllables and and it really just seems like that it's it's that made nightmarish it's that made yes. into some sort of like fever dream and just kind of the mm. it, you, it makes you wonder like is the satanic panic over like is because sometimes i i feel like these the paranoia seems to pervade i mean I'm sure 9/11 kind of distracted for a time, but we really seem to be living in a time where conspiratorial thinking and a lack of uh, of critical it's thinking, news. A lack of you know <laughs> being able to self doubt and you know a seeking of truth and that we're living in, which is which is pretty scary. And you were saying earlier when we started the episode, and you were telling me about QAnon, which. I am still not quite sure of that entire conspiracy theory.
3: I, I don't think that they even are. So related but, to the, uh, how
4: do you think that? Because uh, I thought that was an interesting point. You kind of saying that that's a very yeah. good. Uh, it's a uh, analogous
3: to the to the satanic. Well, theory. so. So like a lot of this stuff, is all just like more. You know, you could say like. Did, you could make arguments probably that there's like some form of satanic panic that was before this also I and mean, you we were talking about like the hit oh,
4: you're even, we, we like went back
3: to the inquisition the
4: they're like pandemics they will happen It's
3: and the other thing is that conspiracy theories are like that also and they really mirror you know a lot panics. of a lot of the same thing and one thing about like the the you know, and one thing I just want to touch on that you were just talking about, like
1: uh,
3: your dad sounding really uncool and like uh, when he's trying to pronounce the words, <laughs> like that's like the the the, the you know like Jenkum, the Jenkum. You you mentioned that, I mentioned but that I don't it, like a text. It was for your listeners uh, if they the don't fakers remember. Fakers out there, I haven't called them by incredible... name yet.
4: Hello, fakers, listen up because <laughs> there's about some <laughs> truth about to be dropped on y'all.
3: If you don't remember Janko, uh, it, it was this, like, once again, just another, like, moral panic, maybe even more so uh, based on just complete near media um, uh, sensational sensation. Yeah, they just from ratings media.
4: above, uh, uh, you know.
3: Yeah. Uh, and, and, but just, like, uh, the idea of. Uh, Like basically, Jenkum is something you know. Allegedly, it was kids trying to get high by shitting in a jar and then allowing their shit to ferment in a way that would like get them high. Totally, never, no, never happened. Uh, Probably made up by some adult. I don't. I mean, as
4: much as like methane is probably probably depriving your brain
3: of oxygen. I don't think people. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't really want to talk about I personally. So, uh, I guess I'm I mean, asking the wrong questions here. <laughs> if least, if it was good, I would that's have said it by now. I,
4: if I but know anything about you, it's, uh, you
3: know, you'll try it, anything. I, once. I'll do anything once, yeah. And Jengum, I thought about it, and then I heard it sucked, so, and the, also... That <laughs> that's the real, that's the it. real yeah, that's what stopped me. That's, that's the real one, stopped one me. that stopped But you. that thing, Jengum, like, completely, you know, just sort of, like made the rounds then after that of like just this thing that like people made up and then got scared <laughs> yeah this also yeah you know, like that's sort of like this like 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 making stuff up and then like scaring yourself with it and uh and and yeah that that was like that is considered like another moral panic like the jenkins thing I don't know mid 2000s wow. or something like that but then th- with yeah. the QAnon thing uh, the comparison like specifically and one thing we didn't we like really didn't touch on uh, is like just the sort of like link with uh, pedophilia that goes along with these accusations of like satanic. yeah this rise madness. of
4: also like stranger danger throughout the 80s this fear of yeah you know a stranger hurting your child, whereas it's actually more likely to be someone you
0: know.
3: Right. And as they say, as I've at least heard, you know, like the, the Satanic Panic thing sort of started out with a broad swath of people who believed in it, police investigators, Christians, Christian fundamentalists, talk show hosts, people that really pumped Oprah. it up. And, and, and Oprah, you know, and then later, oh, the yeah. yeah. And then later, you know, it, it kind of like became more secularized like we were saying and they started calling it satanic ritual abuse and it kind of like the it kind of split off into like more of like a christian fundamentalist direction a like stranger danger sort of thing in terms of like law enforcement and the justice system like still this this idea you know that your children are in danger from this other but one claim I think that was made, you know, like, during the Satanic Panic was that, like, there's, like, something like 12,000 child abductions or some shit, like, yeah. every day by these, like, Satanic ritual groups. I don't know if you, like, heard a something false like statistic. that. But that's, like, a claim. Right. But that's, like, a claim that these, like, QAnon mm. folks. QAnon is basically a, like conspiracy theory it seems to be like tailor fit for boomer dads uh, who are racist yeah and it's like really i mean pizza you uh, came cake.
4: from the same
3: that's that's exactly like and and the, the problem is like very fueled by these very real this very real and crazy shit i mean satanic like, did the thing same thing
4: real serial killers claiming uh, to be satan satanists that.
3: Right, right, and like in this case, the one one of their obsessions is uh, Jeffrey Epstein and like his very real like child. Absolutely, sex, right? yes, yeah. And and that's like kind of what the the PizzaGate shit come, came down to. Also, do. a little bit and, of truth. But one, but a thing like that is huge. Is these people, these QAnon people who believe that there is this person Q. Who has some high government position or, or something on the inside who's trying to take down the deep state, which is like the FBI and like Hillary Clinton or something. <laughs> yeah. And they're going yeah, to. Uh, right, exactly. And so every so often, Q leaves these cryptic messages that could be interpreted pretty much anyway because they're so oh, vague. Man. Um, so like they can always be wrong there's always like something about to happen he makes all these predictions and they never come true but it doesn't matter so in that way it's like very much like doom day prophecy but they believe the exact same sort of stuff that these people in a frenzy about the satanic panic believed which is that these child sex rings basically run by the elites and the Clintons who are in cahoots with like Jeffrey Epstein and stuff like that you know based on like very like some very real things uh, they believe that like you are being that that uh, children are being abducted like in the tens of thousands across America by the Satanist
4: uh, which just pisses of me off because it proves that they are more concerned with being right and being seen as like intelligent I don't know who made them feel dumb throughout their life to make <laughs> give them this complex and they're not concerned with actual children being harmed because if they would then they would be trying to be super discerning in their approach to possibly like i wouldn't say i don't believe that there are like different you know like people that have a lot of power like to do really fucked up shit because they need more power but
3: adolfo like adolfo costanzo did exist yeah you know, like, like he did so
4: <laughs> they're running a disinformation campaign for they're helping the people that they claim to be fighting against and that's what makes me angrier than anything this and they make any conspiracy uh, or any, you know, sort of thinking in that way. Because to me, it, conspiracy comes down to, what do they say? Read everything, believe nothing,
3: believe none of it. But except they believe fucking everything that from comes, me, from, that's, that's within exactly. their conspiracy. It's like, no, you're supposed to. You know, they're not skeptical about anything. They ruin it for people that actually have
4: some good points. Theory. And some things that we probably right. should. Yeah. Fuck.
3: Jeffrey Epstein really does have a private island with a yeah, weird and he, uh, shrine. Something was going impact. on. What's it's up like, with that? Yeah. Whether yeah. he killed himself, whether uh, he was allowed to
4: kill himself, whether, whatever, like yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. But they already muddied the waters, and it's like, ages. way to go, guys. Way to go, truth seekers, huh?
3: But so yeah,
4: QAnon, child sex rings. That's where we're
3: gonna leave it. Child sex rings, <laughs> Satanist. Satanist, Satanist pedophiles. pedophiles. That's what you got to yeah. watch out for, there, folks. But Not any of the other problems plaguing our society. It's the Satanist pedophiles. It always has. Been. Yeah.
4: Once again, I want to thank Brandon for all his
0: help with this episode. His was the mind that brought you. Fake Ministries Investigate. Investigate. Eluding the Devil's Grasp. Thanks again, buddy. I look forward to more. Fake Ritual was recorded and produced by me,
4: Lucas Sloppy. This episode's music was provided by Episode 6's guest, Johnny Arlett. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fake Ritual and on Twitter at Fake Ritual Blog. Please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you want to be on the show, you want to collaborate on a project, or you just want to tell me what to do, you can email us at fake.ritual.inc at gmail.com. Once again, check the link in the description to make a donation and help those who may not be able to help themselves. Thanks again for listening. May the fake be with you. Always. Toodaloo.